So hello fellow blues welcome to the first episode of the weekly chelsea ramble this is something honestly me and my you know chelsea fan friends have been planning to do for a long time but had not been happening for various season but finally we got together and i hope that we have started a weekly thing with this uh, joining me are abhay and shubhanka please welcome them hi everyone i am abhay shanoy and i'm joining my friend gaurav who is actually the host he forgot to uh, name himself there actually so <laughs> yeah i hope we can uh, contribute to the chelsea community by really sharing our opinions which are like you know totally uh, flamboyant and fan like you know fanatics but yeah i think it's interesting times for chelsea and uh, we would like to join in the bandwagon start the podcast yes shubhanga you are free to say something or i can move on <laughs> yeah i mean hi i just want to say my name is shubhankar and i i don't think my opinions are as flamboyant as Abhay is making them out to be. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, so here's how it works, guys. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, uh, Chelsea, uh, we three Chelsea fans will be on the podcast sharing our views for all everything Chelsea, basically, like the weekend matches, the midweek matches, uh, you know, the Champions League uh, is coming up, so the midweek matches are there. Uh, the tactics, the, how the players fared, uh, and we'll be here whether, you know, Chelsea win, which is most of the time now, our lose which happened sometimes so uh, so yeah i mean yeah you can bank on our opinions anytime and every time and also uh, you know we'll be starting our ch- own we have actually started our own twitter account where, where you know this will be posted and you uh, feel please feel free to add comments or suggestions and anything it's always welcome and uh, you know we will look forward to it uh saying that we uh, sometimes there might be a, a you know other fan from another team as well we are looking into that but um, mostly i think it will be all about chelsea as the na- name suggests so yeah so let's get started so um, i mean you know first of all i would uh, since this is the first episode that we are doing and you know all th- all three of us uh, have been chelsea fan for a long time so we all have you know grown up idolizing frank lampard who was our manager till uh, i think two months back and uh, we were all upset to see him go and you know then tukel came in and personally i had a lot of doubts over him uh, i have seen his other teams also but uh, yeah what did you guys feel but like you know how how did you feel when he came in okay so i like to add my thoughts on how frank lampard did his job at chelsea actually so it's yeah, really yeah. admirable how we put his team together i mean uh, if you look at how we took over chelsea team which was uh, you know suffering from a transfer ban uh, we had lost our best player it's been said too many times that you know frank lampard took a job that nobody wanted to take and only true. a diehard yes and only a diehard chelsea fan would like to take a chelsea team like this and manage them yep but uh, then yes he developed some of our players so well i mean if you if you look at mason mount if you look at uh, tammy abraham you look at this james i mean you look at these players who are now proper first team players it's unimaginable to think that you know at one time we had uh, you know the situation when we don't have enough youngsters coming to the first team so that's a story of the past now frank lampard came in and broke that culture i mean now we look forward for billy gilmore Conor Gallagher there are players that are coming up and we believe in them like you know Mark Way so that cultural you know uh, in in inclusion 
that Frank Lampard has got that you know we have to believe in our youngsters also. That was something that you know no other manager was able to do. And then uh, you know achieving top four team with uh, you know top four achievement with such a team, uh, which he did in uh, 1920, was nothing short of a big achievement. I mean he deserved fully that uh, you know the nomination for manager of the year. So. Yeah. I believe he did a fantastic job, but later, you know, when he when he when he was actually sacked, I I actually felt you know it was a deserved sack because he was going through a sackable run, and uh, we were down in the ruts. I think we were tenth or something, and uh, having a manager like Tuchel, I mean, personally, I have not watched him that much. I haven't followed him in PSG or Dortmund as much. I've just watched a few of their games, uh, but he came with the reputation of playing you know a philosophical brand of football. I mean, just similar to Sari or Pep Guardiola, they say. Yeah, I like. So, I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. That's all I can say. That at that moment, I was just looking forward to it. Like, what can Tuchel bring? Will it be the Germans shining for us? Will it be Rudiger, Timo Werner, and Havertz, uh, and then Mount ignored? What What will it come out to be? But yeah, as it turns out, it has been a pretty good start for Tuchel's life in Chelsea, and we've bounced back pretty well. I believe the squad is still underperforming uh, compared to what their abilities state, but uh, finding ourselves in top four and then uh, in two trophies still, it's a, it's a brilliant position to be in. Actually, yes, That's my thought. What I think is when Lampard got sacked, all of us, of you know, as I already said it, we have grown up idolizing him. If it was any other manager, I th- yeah. I think we would have turned against him by that you know by how Chelsea operates. But uh, absolutely, that, I mean, yeah, as you said, it was a deserved sack, and then if you see the run of games, and also, I think there was a lot of uh, uh, you know, he was our defense was not um, you know getting better. And uh, even our attack was getting a bit of lackluster. If you see, you know, people were quite out of form, except Mount, who really could was playing in any and every position. So yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, it was a bit of conundrum. So, Shubhanga, what have you made out of Tuchel by now? Uh, I mean, before that, I just want to say, for me, the the Lampard sacking was balanced. I mean, I wasn't on either side. I wasn't as heartbroken as maybe you were. And I was. I I don't really think it was that deserved as well. The interesting thing about that was, as you read more and more about the stuff that happened while that was going on, it was very clear that it was a one one and a half year stint that they were looking at. So there was no no uh, philosophy change that was initially advertised because the contract details when they came out, it was clear that he only had eighteen months with the option to extend. So basically, the bad run just kind of. um uh, you know made it happen 6 months earlier than it would have um and then coming to tukel i was again again balance in the sense that i was hoping that we either get a serial winner like someone with a very good cv um like maybe an allegri or a hipster choice which is then you know the the philosophy route maybe like a nagelsman so so tukel was somewhere in the middle didn't really have high hopes because I mean the way the the club was going, uh, it it was very 2015 esque. But I mean again, I I say this with a bit of caution. I think what he's just done and changed is you know like having a plan for the defense. I still don't think the improvement has been that significant when it comes to the way we are attacking now. The only difference is that our the defense is much more solid, so we are getting the results that we might not have gotten under under Lampard. So now I think I'll I'll only judge Tuchel once he gets a full preseason and. um you know if if the forward line starts attacking because we we just have too much talent there to 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 be in the situation where 
the the way these matches are uh, you know turning out yes we are getting the results but the amount of talent that there is and for the level that that tukul has i think next next season would be a good time to to maybe judge him on it but so far i think he's done a brilliant job especially at managing egos because having such a big squad was one of the reasons lampard got sacked i think the whole cliche talk of losing the dressing room happened because a lot of the senior players weren't playing that is happening now as well but i think tukel has just managed it much better uh, so i have had two observations about tukel on the title now first is we have uh, uh, you correctly said that our uh, attack is not performing too well still but i don't i will not put it up to tukel to be honest what i feel is uh, though however much i idolize lampard i had my feelings that uh, we were we didn't have a clear plan you know he, Lampard was a bit yeah, all over yeah. the pay, uh, place because, and that is a given because he was a new manager. I, I still think he can can become a successful manager given his ideas are in place and everything. Because honestly, before Chelsea, he had only managed Derby for like one season. You know, managers, uh, you know, like someone like Tuchel has so many years of experience, even managing the youth side. Lampard really didn't have that. So uh, that yeah. is that has been very refreshing. You know, it's a throwback to our earlier sides under Mourinho, where we knew what we had to do. Like you know, players knew that they had to defend, so they will stick by it, and we had to counter it. But Tuchel, I mean Tuchel had a, he has, a, and also he has a refreshing uh, way to defend. If you see, like we defend by having the ball, you know, uh, under Lampard, sometimes what would happen is uh, we would play brilliantly in the first half and second half we lose the ball and suddenly lose the match. Under Tuchel, it rarely uh-huh. happens. It has happened only once, sadly. Uh, but that was also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, that was not because of that. I mean, we'll come to that. But yeah, and the second point, uh, which I have seen is his squad management is, in my opinion, has been elite. I mean, the way yeah. he has uh, managed the squad, you know, so many defenders. Now, Christian, we were all like, we I know for a fact that all three of us were after Christensen. Okay, now this guy is gone. But right now, <laughs> none of us can yeah. say that. And I think no Chelsea fan can, you know, I have in Twitter also, you know, we've all followed Twitter, of course. Uh, yeah. The opinions have changed now that now I was surprised that Christensen was not playing against West Brom, but again, I thought that was due to the international fixture and the uh, fatigue and all that thing. And a lot of uh, yeah. uh, this, one thing which I did find surprising, a lot of Chelsea fans were saying that, you know, oh shit, uh, our youth won't play now. But uh, for the fact that Tuchel is known to play youth, you know, he is the one who sort of. I want to de- develop, but uh, uh, Usman Dembele, uh, you know, sort of develop, uh, you know, flourished under him, and a lot of players for that matter. Even in PSG, he ha- used to play a lot of uh, youth players. So yeah, I didn't think that was a problem. But yeah, overall, I think we all have been very pleasantly. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. A lot of lot of people were really excited for Tuchel, and I mean, I think uh, now I can see the reason. As, as Shubankar said, so. uh we can only judge him a bit later oh, uh, but yeah, yeah but i think can, can the can the 2012 comparison stop though I think it's disrespectful to Tuchel as well to to be compared to Di Matteo. I mean, no offense to Di Matteo, love him, but <laughs> I think the comparisons are just a little disrespectful in that sense that you know, the, yeah, I, I see people are now uh, digging up stats for just about anything, including the defeat as to oh, we had a five-goal uh, defeat at Stamford Bridge Correct. that year as well. Someone, okay. guy named Robin scored a hat trick there as well. So. Correct. <laughs> I'm just getting, it's beginning to get a little annoying now. I yeah. I, I, I don't think the more you dig, the more you can find. I guess. 
it's, uh, it's always think, like that right yeah i don't think the comparisons are going to stop till we lose <laughs> just saying so, i, so I so hope I, we don't I, i hope we don't lose yeah i i mean obviously if we don't lose the comparisons will even go but uh, please remember dematio didn't have a happy ending so i mean i hope to tukel has a happy <laughs> ending but i i think as shubankar i said this uh, we cannot compare tukel is a highly regarded man i mean and as far as he has done a job at chelsea honestly i have become a bit of fan of him like as i was saying i like to call him the poor man's pep but poor man's pep because he has not won as many trophies as pep but yeah the, the philosophy and all wise you can really compare him you know the uh, your tactical roundabout and the and the player round table also like you know he's a nightmare in fantasy so yeah so that is think <laughs> man Yeah. Also, so I think I think Dukil was scouted by Chelsea before Sari, but one of the issues was his volatility. But I think I don't know if he's changed that for this job or and or yeah, just lied yeah, on his CV. Yeah, yeah, because the squad has been the exact opposite of what I feel. At least the yeah, Kepa yeah. has been correct. Even Kepa has been smiling. So I mean, I don't know. Again, I mean, we say that just as you know, there's been a fight yesterday. I think Rudiger and Kepa <laughs> had a fight. Where I um, think the media is playing games happen, and 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 if there's a player who's taking the good photos all the time, I mean, I mean, I believe players do smile a lot during training and all those things. I mean, if a manager <laughs> is doing well, they can just post post the happy faces, and when the manager is losing, uh, they can post the sad ones. I believe that's how we are being manipulated. But I think uh, I I really don't want to believe that Lampard didn't keep these players happy. I mean, same, same. Just, uh, I, mean I I think that's a cooked yeah. up story. Honestly, ah, uh, yeah, cooked up. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. I mean, any player was not playing for the manager. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, we are known think, for not I having patience. I think I'll put it down to the naiveness, naivety of Lampard. Honestly, as a manager, yes, I think he needs to go. Uh, you know, manage a team top. I mean, there were links of him managing the England under 21. Might be a good experience for him. Honestly, to see, um, you know, to build uh-huh. his tactics because he has certain tactics. In my opinion, he does. But he doesn't know how to really have a plan B in place. Also, Tuchel has like three to four plans in his mind, which comes from experience again. So I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, which is until until Saturday, until Saturday. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. coming to that. <laughs> coming to that. So yeah, I mean, uh, we had just celebrated Tuchel winning the uh, manager of the month and Chelsea not losing. Yeah. Obviously, in my mind, I knew that we will lose sometimes. You know, uh, sometime. You know, obviously, I was just hoping not mm-hmm. this season. But uh, yeah, uh, our world came crashing <laughs> against West Brom. So no, but but I think e- e- if you had to do it on a weekend, this weekend was as good as you know it could have been because the closest yeah. rivals also dropped a I few mean, points. That we got uh, came because uh, uh, like you know uh, Spurs were winning yesterday till the I think the eighty third or whatever the eighty eighth yeah, minute yeah. something like that. Was happening and then obviously uh, whoever scored the goal, I forgot. Yeah, they bought it. Yeah, <laughs> they Spurs bought it. Spurs after all, <laughs> as simple as that. Well, I mean, Spurs, Spurs did a Spurs and then United did a United by. Uh, are we allowed to talk? About <laughs> no, we are not. I mean, I won't. I don't want to talk about that honestly right now. But but yeah, coming to the five-two match, you know, I mean, I don't, I can't believe that all of all teams we are starting to make West from a bogey team. Um, you know, like uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have had enough of bogey teams. Newcastle, Bournemouth, uh, that those guys went down. I was so happy. I like please just go 
So I mean I I I don't believe the we for the first match we drew three all under Lampard and the usual you know sometimes I feel every match Lampard will criticize you oh the defense doesn't work but uh, okay let let that go and then five two I mean when the match first of all what do you do you guys make out of the Thiago Silva second yellow card I didn't think it was a yellow card at all. It was uh, not a foul. Actually, but, what yeah, happened but, is, but it kind of balances yeah. it, right? I initially thought the first yellow card was a red card. That was my initial reaction because I didn't see anybody behind. Oh, um, so yeah, I mean, you have some go your way. The see, I mean, overall, if you look at that red card, I mean, I will not contest the fact that he got red carded because there were two fouls he made, and the first foul, like Subankar said, was close enough to be a red. Mm, I mean, yep, uh, yep. the ref, I think, I think we got a bit lucky because I was, I was thinking, uh, yeah. There, there, there! It was a little bit dicey, right? But Perfect. the second yellow, right? It was again softer side. I mean, you look at Silva; he was diving for the block. Correct. And uh, after, look, I mean, yeah. after the motion was over, okay, he blocked the ball. His landing foot Correct. was Correct. made made contact. And it was not even dangerous. So it's not a. It was not dangerous. It looked I like it was about danger. Yeah, yeah. It was just about the intent. I think he yeah. just. Like lunch I mean, in I, and I, was I mean the referee. I if if it was about intent, then the referee got it hundred percent wrong. I think he just went by contact happened, so foul was given, and uh, that's the second foul. West Brom are becoming yes, that's how it Thiago Silva's nightmare team. I, I mean, he has he has been an elite for like however many seasons. <laughs> Now he has finally come to the Premier League, and West Brom are becoming his bogey team because the first match also. I mean, imagine no, he I got subbed off. <laughs> oh no! I think the goal to it, right? Because if you see both the games, the first one was his Correct. first and, full start. And he made a mistake, and he, he was coming in after a yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and this one also, I felt um, he was coming back from a yeah. long time yeah. off and very similar circumstances. There, the only difference was he fucked up in the first twenty minutes. That was enough. I thought he was okay in the first game as well. Beyond that, today he just didn't get to play. So I, the 25, when 27 he went minutes, off, honestly, so. I still thought we will win the match, and I was happy. Say, Uh, I was thinking myself, okay, I think we'll win yeah. the match, and he's getting a bit of elongated rest for the Porto match. I think I'm okay with that. But then everything went haywire. I was also thinking the same, actually. So when actually Thiago Silva got red carded, I was more of the opinion that you know he didn't get red carded because of his personally bad game. I mean, it was Jorginho yeah, yeah. giving away the Absolutely. ball to opponent and uh, everything. Like he was trying to clear it up, like, and uh, all the, that Mathias Pereira was playing like peak Suarez, and you can't anticipate yeah, that. That the, second goal, <laughs> I didn't believe that second goal. You know, uh, like I thought, what? Like he, yeah. he, I mean, he took out our entire defense. So I mean, three players were in yeah. the box. That was an insane goal. Uh, so yeah. I mean, yeah. can't even say anything yeah. about this kind of goal. But yeah, as you said, Jorginho was off his game, which I mean, which has been a bit rare occurrence in uh, the. Uh, recent past he has been in quite good form, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Jorginho, yeah. See, I'll, I'll just have one word for Jorginho's performance that is uncharacteristic. I mean, when you have a player, I see every player has their strengths and weaknesses. So that's the way a manager will manage a player. I mean, like Jorginho will have his weakness against one v ones, against counter attacks. Maybe he's not physical and fast. So these are things that everybody knows, and the manager will manage it. Suddenly on his day, he just comes out and. Does not pass properly, and he does horrendous passing. Like he was passing to opponents that you can't anticipate. So, like we lost the plot there itself in the midfield. He gave away so many balls, and Correct. it was not 
expected that Jorginho will do it. I mean, you know, Kurt Zuma might do it. So manager has already trained him. <laughs> you know that Havertz might lose the ball in the final third because he is attacked. Right. You know, Zayek will attempt at aggressive passes, so he'll lose the ball. Jorginho is tailor made to just keep the ball. He'll do back passes, Absolutely. side passes to recycle. Yep. And he gives away the ball means you are you are in deep deep trouble. I mean, you have Thiago Silva vulnerable, uh, and uh, you can't help but give away fouls like. What we did. So West yep. Brom. What happened is usual West Brom will not capitalize on our errors. They'll just screw it up. They will not do anything to us. We might make ten mistakes, but still win the match. And then we will be relieving a sigh of relief. Oh man, just we got saved or whatever. But I think that day they just turned up like crazy. I mean, they decided to be clinical. They decided to have more confidence. I don't know how they turned up, but they did. And I think it's a good thing that you know we got the loss out of our system. I mean, we were going I for agree. a long unbeaten run. And uh, that overconfidence might have happened for a few players. That yeah, this is just West Brom. Thankfully, before Porto game, before an important game, we got the loss out of our system. Uh, Now we won't underestimate any opponent. Big games coming up, and this is just a bad day in the office. I mean, none of our players were that bad. I mean, yeah, there was some occasional lapse of confidence. I mean, concentration by Kurt Zuma. Like we already know how many times it done and all this. But nothing out of the way. They were very good. We were we were lackluster. And uh, the loss is out of our system. I'm thankful. Like you know, so, in Wednesday, our players will turn up. Only, so, what did you guys make of the you know, however you pronounce his name, Tiak or Tiak? Uh, Substitute. Honestly, I thought uh, he might have been the right person to keep on because he keeps the ball well. And at that time, we needed to keep the position. And uh, but uh, on hindsight, obviously, Pulisic got injured again. Uh, and he was playing really well. My God! Yeah, he was playing really well, and he got injured again. I, I mean, I don't know what is up with this guy. Uh, the uh, but uh, and on hindsight, it turned out to be an okay uh, substitution. I don't think um, honestly we can pinpoint anything on Tuchel with one loss, however mm. bad it was, because we were ten men and our whole midfield got bypassed because uh, there was no one covering. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, oh. can't really say anything. But uh, uh, to on the plus side, uh, Kovacic was class. Uh, I mean, I have been a fan of this guy so since I don't know how long. But he's really coming to yeah. his class uh, last season, obviously, and this season also. You know, like uh, correct. I remember the time when we were arguing about you know whether Barkley is no, as good we as were not arguing. Do you we remember were arguing. I had no doubts in my mind. <laughs> okay. No, no, but 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 if you can even give him Barkley's shooting, uh-huh. I think he really becomes a really really good if player. If you can give him Barkley's shooting, yeah, he is a complete midfielder. Then. Like yeah, yeah. in that match also, if you saw, he got into two positions where he could have scored, but the guy doesn't know how to shoot. So frustrating. Just so frustrating. So, yeah, it's so, it's like he does everything and just fucks up the last yeah, part. But, uh, but yeah, his his oh, ball. Yeah. But I mean, for me, right? Not much to look at in the performance. Yeah. I was just looking at like each season in the last seven or eight season. We've had one performance like this where it's just there's no explanation. Think, Even in the ones that we we won the title. Every team has such a performance, right? Every season, like uh, Liverpool at the seven two. I mean, they have been in bad form, but the seven two against Villa. Then I think uh, City also had some, against someone right against Leicester or something four one or something like that where Vardy scored the hat trick. I think they also cons- they also considered six seven goals. I believe this season no I, or last I think season four I or remember. five something like that happened with City also. Leicester City I believe correct against Leicester. So uh, yeah, but I mean I yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. what Rubanga said that happens every season. But uh, yeah, I think uh, 
I agree to both of you. It's good to get that uh, you know defeat out of that system before. And honestly, we cannot. Uh, I was looking at the goals and I was thinking, what kind of goals are we even conceding? These are these are the goals <laughs> which we used to consider under Lampard. You know, where I couldn't just analyze see what happened, whether it's a defender's mistake, whether it's a you know tactical mistake. But I think it was just uh, see uh, in the second goal, if you see these James made makes an unnecessary back pass to Jorginho. by scooping the ball that is just an error in judgment in my opinion and that those things happen i think you know this team this team in my opinion is still a bit inexperienced uh once it has more experience under his belt and uh, honestly like this is what i like about mason mount though he has a lot of haters that that guy has a really cool head uh, you know on his shoulders like he makes the correct judgment in his game like whatever obviously everything else in his game i love his game but other than that also he's a very cool customer like we, someone like this is a super talent but sometimes he makes that small error in judgment which you know leads to all this but i'm sure he i mean he will i think mount made his fair share of errors last season only i believe yeah, like we have seen occasionally mount making the same type of error that reese james made i mean it's it's inexperience only yeah uh, i believe because reese is perfectly capable of just clearing the ball instead of giving Absolutely. a bad pass yep. i mean it's a decision that we took so we have to forgive the team there i mean yeah, yeah, jorginho was more experienced when he received the ball he should have at least you no, know no but the problem is he couldn't receive the ball he backheaded uh, it to the player and then yeah i think yeah so anyway that happened. see that was that was that Yep. Yeah. Some people were criticizing Mendy's positioning or something, but I didn't I, think Mendy I, was. I, I, the, the, honestly, the, like Mendy, this is criticism. Every uh, time we concede a goal, I I have stopped listening to them because that guy I think has done superbly well in his tenure till now. Uh, he he saved a one v one also, I believe, right? In yeah, the game he itself, did. he, he saved a proper one v one. But then, yeah, are you guys he sure he is number one for next season? I think so. Um. The thing is, see, if if uh, Kepa recovers his form, I I rate Kepa. Still I mean, on uh, in his first season with Paris, see, I I personally am like, if Kepa can play like he was playing with Sari's team, like we don't usually face so many shots when we have the ball, when we keep the possession. But uh, if you when see Mendy's on the ball, uh, you know, actions have improved he's massively. Good. Good. Like he uh, he's keeping he's the ball very composed, right? So I honestly, as, super as a short stopper, um, I don't know what happened to Kepa. Honestly, like you know, he was he went to bits and pieces, and I I and I have a problem with you know after Morata with Spaniards. Nothing against Aspilicueta is one of my favorites, <laughs> but after Morata, Morata, I just don't trust <laughs> Spanish players anymore. The the confidence level is Spanish an team. huge issue. So I mean, look at I mean, you can look at Timo Werner. You know, the guy is not scoring too much. Even that day, he could have scored. The guy is out of confidence. He passed it to Mount, but at least he did that. You know, he has that uh, you know work ethic where he will run, uh, compete for every ball, try to dribble, whatever he does thing. But uh, when he was out of confidence and uh, you know like that, uh, it's very difficult. And I hope Kepa recovers. You know, I I really hope that he does because uh, initially I really liked them, but. Um, Yeah, I I don't see him displacing Mendy. Honestly, I don't. No, I, I mean not I, not Kepa, uh, but like maybe uh, a keeper oh, okay. who's like for that. like a big name keeper. Yeah, uh, uh, honestly, right now I don't see Tuchel looking for a keeper. I don't think we should. Yeah, I also. Don't yeah, yeah. We should not go for a keeper unnecessarily. I mean, see what Mendy offers 
ahead of Kepa is his size. I mean, he's huge and he can manage the corners pretty well. The lofted balls are pretty well. I mean, he he does that much better than what Kepa could do. I mean, I could see Kepa was trying to struggle to keep up with the jumping strikers and getting physically overpowered and all those things doesn't happen with Mendy. He's there, right there. So I for now at least for another season, I don't think uh, Mendy is like we are looking at Mendy because he was not a very high profile signing and all those things are there. But uh, his performances has been superb this time. I mean, he's he's had 14 clean sheets in the league. I mean, that's that's up there with the best performers, no? So we should not actually look for a goalkeeper change. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So uh, anyway, so as we <laughs> agree, uh, I don't think uh, much could have been done with a five-two loss. Uh, yeah, but it's now just, we have it's just one of those. You, yep, it's one of those, and I hope Tuchel also say, says the same to the team. In a better way, <laughs> but uh, what I uh, <laughs> what I do think is we have a huge, huge match coming up. Uh, it's a quarter finals, and I want to reach the semi finals. It's been I don't know how long. I think last time. Uh, Atletico. Last time, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Last time when Chelsea reached the semi finals, I was still studying. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's, a, that's quite a while back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that old, but that's quite a while back. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I don't like it. Like for a uh, you know, for a team which I think we okay, we are not right now in the elite European teams, but we have to be there. I don't think this is acceptable at all. So I really want to reach there. And we have and, and finally we have got an easy team in Porto. And I mean, we defeated a difficult team and we deservedly got an easy team. So what do you guys think? So are we beating mm-hmm. Porto? Yeah, yeah, I, I do I think, think so. so. I, I think European so. ties are easier to plan. Than than league, I think in league you can sometimes get carried away, you know, after a long break. But it's obviously different when you have a very set two-legged tie. So yeah, I mean, unless they play like really well and deservedly go through, or we just not don't show up, I think it, it should be a semi-final this year. I think that's an interesting point you put that European ties are better than league ties. I think I I don't know. Obviously, Tuchel has managed or in Germany in France. It might be better for him. What do you think about, like, you know, uh, like for the English Premier League? I mean, I am not boasting that you know EPL is the best league in the world and all that, but uh, there is a certain style that every league plays. You know, in Spain, Spain and Germany, Spain is more position. In Germany, the football is very open, very attack based. In England, it's a it's a bit of rigidity still in the system. You know, people have low blocks. You know, and uh, much a bit more physical, right? So uh, Tuchel has impressively adapted to all that. So, but do you think European ties will be a bit easier for him? Um, bit easier in terms of maybe tactically, yes, probably because uh, people uh, like managers in European stage they do have a very different way of playing. I mean, they will not go on Neanderthal on you. I like to say Neanderthal because there are certain aspects, physical aspects, which. Uh, are only unique to the Premier League. Some players will be like uh, targeting Route One in a very mm-hmm. specific manner, and all those things, which are difficult for a manager to manage Absolutely. because those are unpredictable things. Yep. You can't stop a six feet seven inch Westergaard from heading away a last minute goal. You can't. I mean, that guy will overpower your centre back. So certain things are there which is specifically unique to you. Which is not that much there in the sale. So I believe Tuchel is more suited for European stages. Plus, it's more about the performance on that given day, right? So his experience counts, and our players are also more comfortable there. So our uh, foreign recruits like Werner, Havertz, and all they have played abroad. I mean, they're they're more used to European culture also, 
so it, it suits that performance also i believe their way of playing yeah, and uh, yeah and i mean and and and, and, and i mean i, I just... there's also one more thing right they they want to showcase their own performance i mean porto will not try to be absolute i'm just saying porto but it could be any european team uh, when they play on a european stage there's also a certain element i mean i would like to call it uh, shamelessness so i believe teams don't bring their shamelessness as long as they you know matlab uh, if if you could talk about someone like jose mourinho or uh, simeone <laughs> the other like other than these two i have not seen any team come out and park their bus i mean that type of personality uh, teams are not really as, there even even leon tried to play their game against city last white year. person said on twitter atletico are just a spanish bandic so i mean i will yeah i mean i was about to say that right in in the premier league you can have a team who's just set up to defend for 90 minutes get a point and go on but like as as we've seen you it's yeah. very hard to do that over 180 minutes and there's probably two managers in the world who've done it successfully the ones who've just been mentioned so yeah. i mean that just it's, sorry i'm really correct. sorry guys three managers you forgot robert and mathieu but <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I think that I, I like to say Robert to I, I, don't, I genuinely don't think he had yeah. the the tactics set out that way I think that was just out oh. of compulsion I mean do we do we care he did it we did it so anyway <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah yeah I am I am <laughs> against Barcelona there was against Barca there was no choice I mean we were 10 men down we can't even pass like them <laughs> no, I, 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 I honestly there was no yeah. chance even if we were not 10 men down so with that team uh, so I mean yeah <laughs> Right, yeah. And against Bayern, I think we had forty-four percent possession. Okay, that's under talked. No, but yeah, I mean, these days teams are twenty-seven percent. I, mean, I, saw, I saw the whole match. Honestly, they could have. I mean, they had a lot <laughs> yeah, more chances. Yeah. So I am not arguing. Whatever they bottled, I don't care. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with your things. You know, like someone like Werner. I, I honestly, I desperately want Werner to come back in front. He. He, he used. To, I mean, he was a favorite player. I mean, he, I really used to like him even before he came to Chelsea. First of all, I I like this. You know, he reminded me a lot of Torres, but not uh, the yeah. conventional style. Obviously, Torres as uh, a number nine, his speeders was exceptional. Uh, but uh, what I don't understand is how has he hit such a rut? You know, uh, Werner. Even if you see the stats, he used to hit a rut. He used to again come in scoring form. But he can't seem to capture that scoring form. I think it's a lot. He even was a sitter against uh, in uh, for Germany, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw the yeah. saw that. So I mean, I believe we all saw that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. mean Chelsea fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what to say? So uh, so yeah, I think uh, high time he comes back to form. Honestly, I like how he's working. He's working ethic and all, but uh, I don't think he's in the team for that. <laughs> uh, he's in the team to score goals and make you know. Stretch team score goals, right? He's thinking too much. He's he's thinking too much. Yeah, I mean you can see that uh, the, the yesterday day before yesterday's game, right. uh, he got into a great position, tapping goal. Okay. He did the more difficult thing. He stopped. I thought about who's coming. Honestly, I thought he's going to give up the ball. So my heart stopped for a moment. I like he whatever happens, please score this goal at least. But then obviously he passed yeah. and. Mount scored. It yeah. is fine. So people, people were joking. I mean, uh, this is like ultimate team objectives. Uh, uh, Werner is doing his English player <laughs> objectives. That is crazy. I mean, yeah, but I think English it's just scrutiny. But, uh, I, mean, I think it's just scrutiny because he, if he, even if he's had spells like this, like how many people are looking at it mm. at at you know his previous teams? Correct. It's just that when you move to England and you move to a big team and you have a price tag on you, it just added scrutiny. Some people just take to it. Some people thrive on it and. Others are Timo Werner. 
So I mean, yeah, I hope he comes to form because right now, with the stretch of games that we will have in the future, we need it because we need to be in the top four. And I uh, and we really and I really want us to be at least in the semi-finals. We should go with this team if we reach the semi-finals and capture a top four. I still think it will be still a very okay, good season. You know, okayly decent season. You know, we will have obviously the next season. The cap the aim will be for a trophy because we have invested so much. um in the squad and uh, you know we have some top top players yeah. if you see our front line also they're not the uh, av- average set of players that we are having and uh, honestly next <laughs> next season yeah. i i do think that kai will uh, you know kai howards will come on his own because he has been showing gl- glimpses of that and uh, the my my thing <laughs> that is werner just might find himself uh, displaced in the team you know with the quality that we have because one thing we have seen is that hakim zeg is a very useful asset his uh you know his positioning his passes everything is very very useful and he's a very different kind of player than anyone else we have you know the left footed yeah quick thinking that creativity yeah. and also the left footedness obviously that's also an important point and also the way he just links up you know on the on the uh, right side even with beat with reese or aspi or whoever it might be or even with uh, callum hudson odoy on t- at times uh, so I, i honestly still believe that our most explosive attacker is uh police it um, uh, sadly that guy i don't know i mean how long will he be able to manage a uh, stretch of games without getting injured but i hope he does uh, but yeah overall i think we do look good uh, what do you, what do you guys think we do look good in my opinion i think the issue is if if werner finds his finishing touch uh, i i think he's amazing if he if he gets imagine just imagine he's missed like 17 big chances remind, yeah. and big chances in, in the sense <laughs> yeah these are big chances i mean uh the previous strikers i mean you put a drogba there put a diego costa there i mean they are fernando torres they are there they're I mean, finishing score. they're finishing yeah 12 they're going to finish that so. no i mean yeah at least 12 i mean we are talking 17 peach opportunities no i mean he can, about yeah, he can miss seven opportunities i have no objections with that but yeah. 10 out of 17 he has to score. finish you know and and i add that early in his 15 goals i mean that 15 is in the top 5 i guess in the premier league if he gets those yeah. 10 goals you talking Easily. about so i believe just and, and the good thing about werner is his pace will guarantee that he gets at least two extra chances than any other striker no, i mean he, he will get a chance every game in my opinion he's he clever plays. also that when he has a great work ethic you know yeah. if you see the uh, first yeah. goal uh, against atletico uh, werner came back Proper and ready. yeah prevented the cross from happening which resulted in that goal right So I mean I have no complaints uh, against him. I am really supporting the guy. I want him <laughs> to score. Like yeah. if he picks up goals after all this, like there will be. I mean, even if he scores 15 goals a season, I will have no complaints with him because he adds so much more to the team, in my opinion. But again, you know, we all judge strikers by numbers, and that is nothing wrong because all elite strikers need to have numbers. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that is one part of. Oh. See, either he doesn't. If he doesn't put those numbers, at least don't miss those many. I mean, no, no, like that, that, that is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but that I, that is the thing with Werner. If he's in the team, he makes his own chances. If you see, like not at the own chances in the sense of dribbling against players and all, but he makes his own chances with his movement, and which is great. Like mm. even against uh, West Brom, the chance was made by him with his movement, right? Though it was a great pass and all, but uh, that movement made a chance, and obviously Mount was there at the right time. Um, so, Correct. so yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, overall we don't look bad with Kante, uh, and also uh, you know against West Brom we did not have Angolo Kante. 
right so that is mm. i mean whatever said and then that's a massive factor because he has been in great form he is also missing the match yeah, against the first leg so i mean that's uh, that's a big that's yeah. a big problem for us i believe yep yep i i was going to say that that's a bit when uh, i mean i am a bit <laughs> pensive for that fact but what uh, i mean uh, coming to another fact what do you guys think like uh, uh, will tokel continue with this three at the back or will he you know change at some point of time tokel has three at the back the three at the back worked for us for so long i mean if we consider the uh, game uh, against west brom as an anomaly uh, the three at the back was be perfect for us actually but do you so want to continue the fact that do you want it to like personally i feel i want a four at the back with a 433 or 4231 whatever is it because we have so much attacking talent i i mean i <laughs> i would hate to see that being i i am all for midfield position control and everything but at the end of the day you need to score goals and uh it's a fact that under yeah. tukel we have though we have limited the opposition also we also have not scored too many goals like there have been hardly any goals we have scored more than one right uh, any matches where we scored more, more than one goal so i mean yeah that has to be a factor that tukel is also looking into i think in my opinion this is a short term fix that he has done maybe it will become a long term mm-hmm. fix but i think the transition it should be more fluid in that way I believe because it's a transition only. I mean, from Frank Lampard to uh, Tuchel, and uh, he comes in a transition phase. He wants to keep defense as a priority, and uh, of course, defending with five men is much easier than defending with four. So it's just a logical way he has approached the short term. I believe going forward, we cannot go for a four-three-three if we have a Jorginho. I believe. Because uh, yeah. in the Premier League it becomes difficult. In the in the in uh, in the European competitions you can use Jorginho as a deep seated midfielder, but uh, we need to have that physicality and athleticism along with the uh, you know passing and ball retention that Jorginho brings. That's the probably that's the reason why Tuchel was not exposing that uh, you know the center of the defense. So. With uh, current system, we can have a Jorginho, Kante, and or a Jorginho, Kovacic, or anybody in the center of the midfield, and we can still protect our uh, goals. But uh, going forward, if we want to go for a four-four at the back, I think we should really go ahead and sign Declan Rice. Right. I mean, put him as as one of the pivot midfielders, pa- pair him with anybody, Kante or Kovacic, and we'll have a proper four. Uh, I mean, uh, center midfield sorted out. Otherwise, it's a difficult jo- job. I mean, we have seen how Jorginho gets vulnerable. It's not his fault as well. Jorginho is not that type of player who can uh, just chase somebody or you know stop some physical attacks. So I believe that is the thing. It's a short-term ad- uh, adventure, but uh, going forward for this season, uh, he should stick with the three at the back. So yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think uh, I agree with the uh, body. Honestly, that is a fact. Uh, so yeah, here we are then. Uh, Uh, honestly i really enjoyed this we had obviously we all, always do it over you know uh, i mean for the listeners we uh, we always we three always do it over messages but this has been ra- a rather yeah. stimulating talk uh, about uh, chelsea and the west brom game and the upcoming porto game and obviously we will all watch the porto game and here's to hoping that we finish in the first leg itself just just have to start the predicted lineups by the way what do you expect for uh, chelsea's lineup uh, against porto i again uh, obviously it will be three at the back i think um, he will go with tiago silva obviously asp and i think uh, he might i i think we might just see christensen because rudiger was sent back uh, uh, if you guys uh, i mean he had a birthday yeah. or something correct with keppa so mm-hmm. yeah 
so might not start Rudiger. So that will be the three, and I think he will go with Reese again because that solidarity that Reese gives is awesome. And uh, I, I mean, I I think he will start with Alonso because he favors Alonso a lot over Chilwell, which is fine because he's a fine <laughs> uh, wing back. And I think it will be Jorginho uh, Kovacic because there's no Kante. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Drake, uh, Werner, and I think Kai might start. Or it will be Mount, Mount and Kai. Uh huh. So you're saying three at the back, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see him changing that uh, this season at least. Maybe next season with uh, more planning and whatever. Fair enough. So because uh, that is that is good. I mean, uh, Porto has this guy, no? Jesus Corona playing correct, as their. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's a difficult guy to face us again. So yeah, so I believe it's going to be a three at the back. Uh, SP, uh, like whatever you told about the defense is fair enough by me. I want to see Mason Mount excel. That's that's one thing, and I I do believe uh, we'll start Havertz as the first name. Yeah, even even I was but thinking. Oh. But uh, what uh, my problem is Havertz, Mount, and Zayek become three players with very less, uh, you know, pace. Uh, like they, uh, uh, Havertz has good pace. Havertz is really fast. No, he's very uh, fast, but he's I, not. I, 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 I would I think Havertz will start with Werner. I don't. I don't think uh, we'll start three people who can't. You know, like no. I understand but, your point. Havertz is someone who's enjoying it the most. But we did start uh, these three against Atletico, right? Second, like no, I think Werner yes, started. Uh, we, we started Werner, Werner, Zeke, and uh, Havertz. Correct, we started. Correct. I think we'll start with this. Three again. Uh, see, we have an opportunity to, to play four uh, three three again. I mean, I'm saying because Chilwell was rested and uh, uh, he can very well start uh, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, and Chilwell as as and uh, rest uh, Reese James and start Aspilicueta for uh, right back also. He can do that. Uh, play Reese James. Uh, play 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 Jorginho, Kovacic, and Mason Mount in midfield. Ziyech. Uh, Werner and Havertz for forward. But so I, I, a, I, I don't think that is happening. But uh, yeah. So there we have it. Our first episode of the weekly Chelsea Ramble has come to an end. And I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for the, uh, the episode. Uh, we will be here with uh, the review from the Porto match and also the weekend match that's going to happen. Uh, till then, uh, for, please follow, give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, we have the same handle, the weekly Chelsea Ramble, and also on Twitter. Goodbye.